Welcome to Talking Sons, the sunniest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, Episode 5, Scam Sexy. Theme music goes here. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that my boys are learning how to bake from an online YouTube video series about a British baker. So he'll follow me into the kitchen when I'm making dinner and all that stuff, and occasionally he'll drop a, just a a British, like, add a spoonful of sugar? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, he totally goes oh that, that, you know, dropping his R's at the end or lifting them out. Yeah, your son looks at you dead in the eye and goes, bug off. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? Please, sir. Jamie, no. Dear God. Hi, my name is Kelly, and my dad fact is I am the only one out of my sisters and I to enjoy stupid movies like Step Brothers, and it just always reminds me of my dad. So I really enjoy that. Hi. Hello. I'm Nikki. And my dad fact for this week, um, it kind of has layers. So I need you to like really think about this one. Um, my favorite light source is the moon. So yeah, just like really think about that one. Um, it's like the moon has like light. And also it's like a source. And it's, like, natural, and that's, like, all what I'm about. So I just need you to, like, sit with that one for a little bit. Thank you. How does science even work? You're not not as good as Will. I know. It's upsetting, (laughs) isn't it? not even close. But it made me so angry that that was my gut reaction of, like, something equally as dumb. I busted out laughing at that. (laughs) Good. Uh, Hey, I'm Luke, uh, and my dad fact is that after the last week or so of having a VR headset, I have come to the conclusion that uh, the only and best life for me is in VR. So I'm going to be recording there from now on. See you, see you later, Luke. It's been yep. fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be great in there forever. Hi, um, my name is Beth, and um, I'm a fan of the show. We all just finished listening to episode 23, Scammer No Scamming. In this episode, the dads attacked a temporary inflatable structure meant to bring joy to kids and tried really hard not to answer some questions. Their modus operandi right there. The, the, the physical pain I felt, like not even my own physical pain, like I felt Anthony's pain, which was like a really weird experience <laughs> for me. Oh, wow. You actually experienced empathy? Ugh, don't say that word. Ugh, don't say that word. Icky. <laughs> Yuck. Gross. I really enjoyed that Peyton was not happening until literally someone mentioned him. And then, oh shit, he has been in here the whole time. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> he just popped out of nowhere because it's like, oh yes, he was hiding in the shadows. Classic Peyton. So I guess the first thing we should talk about is um, riddles. Kids love them. Adults hate them, apparently. So what's Yeah, the I mean, riddles are the worst. I like them. I, I mean, I, there were a couple of good riddles in there. Um, but yeah, Ron, I mentioned last episode how I wanted Ron to like step up and be a little bit out of character with how awesome he was. 
And he kind of did that this episode, you know, with the the three answers, just boom, 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 right away. Eh, I mean, I think he was like kind of out of character and eh, not in a good way. Yeah, it was really uncharacteristic for him. Yeah. Well, that's why they they threw in the... um... Oh, did he just, like, call Beth suddenly? It's like, oh, hey, it's Beth. And, like... Yeah, I heard that there was, like, an entire, like, scene where he did call Beth, and then, like, that got cut out. That's really disappointing, because Anthony's take on the Beth May character is just, you know, it's kind of vital to the enjoyment of the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be hearing from Beth later in the episode. We've got an interview with her, so that's going to be great. Um, But do you think, do you think the other dads would just, like, not have done the riddles? if Ron weren't there? Like, how long do you think it would have taken them to be like, you know, it's probably the son. I don't remember the riddles, but... I think Ron jumped on him because, like, the other dads would have been there in, like, a millisecond after. I don't know. I have have little faith. To be in the room there, it would almost seem as if, like, everybody was raising their hand at the same time, and then only Ron spoke. I I mean, Daryl was terrible at riddles, and he pulled an amazing one out. Terrible at answering, but... Do we think that that's like a Matt Arnold problem? Like, has he just not been sleeping because of the baby? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, tornado. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, that was like, even if it was just Matt being like utterly tired because of child, that was very in character for Daryl. So it it worked out, I think. Uh, I personally am not one for fucking excuses, but I will say he said tornado and I was like, yeah tornado <laughs> tornadoes because i was like i was like half listening so it, like tornado i was like yeah tornadoes make needles work because needles are made for stabbing and tornadoes make needles stab yeah i didn't listen to the riddle i heard the answers i was like yeah it's probably one of those i don't know do you think i listened to this podcast bold to assume it was it was a solid sports-based riddle i mean it, it was very in character for him and it was kind of out of left field. Literally. <laughs> hey! But I mean, like, after like after the previous three riddles, you wouldn't have expected anything like that to come out of his mouth. And, and yet. And yet. I mean, okay, I'll say this about the riddle, is that it was really good, and Matt's a genius and stuff like that, but, like, he said it was a little animal, and... Um, he also said, you know, it goes through the arms and then back around and maybe, you know, just, uh, I, I can't imagine what it was like in the room to hear that and be like, yikes, I don't know what this dude's doing, but you know, hearing it, it was pretty I honestly thought that it was like a little sweater for like little bald dogs or whatever. Remember when Matt uh, described opening CERN's armor like a tuna can and I didn't know what the for the life of me he was talking about? It felt like that where I was like, okay, here's another instance of me hearing Matt Arnold have a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to uh, fucking truth and dare or truth or dare. That's the one. Truth and dare. The worst game. I mean, game. if someone wants a truth from you, like, the easy cop-out is, I say dare, and they're like, okay, so tell me, I dare you to tell me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you could go super cheap. But Anthony didn't. I hate he did not. Yeah, like he that. didn't. He didn't go low, but I, I didn't feel like that they were, re- like, daring you to press the button, I feel like that's a thing, but daring you to, like, agree, to, like, yeah. I feel like truth or dare ends when the game ends. So it's like, you know... You can dare someone to do something, but it's not like, you know, I dare you to do something for the rest of your life. I feel like that's a little bit outside the rules. So, a little bit conspiracy. Do you, do we think that, like, if Glenn had hit the button, 
that it actually would have happened, that he would have been like remade into a DJ? Absolutely. Yeah, considering the library and how horrible and gooey he was, like it wouldn't surprise, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he could, like if Scam likely could just do that. So what would have happened to, what was it, the, the, the Battle Axe? What was the guitar called? Battle Axe of Hatred. Battle Axe of Hatred is gone and whisked away by uh, that other person. But if person. he was a DJ, that meant that he would have been lugging around a DJ table on his back. Uh, would it just like have switched? No, that wouldn't have switched because that was like a quest reward. So like, I don't think that would have switched. Well, isn't Glenn technically carrying around a guitar? So, like, it would be really funny if just, like, suddenly the guitar changed into uh, whatever (laughs) DJs use. Or he, like, pulled it out to, like, do a bard thing for once, and then he just, like, couldn't play. Or, like, when the magic was going on and he was shifting from being a guitarist to a DJ, he's like, hey, guys, something's going on in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I thought you were going to, like be cool about it and say like he puts on a costume mouse head or something but fuck glenn is fantasy dead mouse yeah yeah fantasy dead mouse yeah glenn is fantasy dead mouse oh speaking of dead things in glenn oh Oh, no that's the saddest saddest thing in the world i'm so sorry that i said it that way that that has been like the best transition in the show so far and it's still the worst i feel like we were all kind of waiting for this it was you know heavily implied uh that his wife is dead womp womp uh what's weird is that i feel like i knew this like a while ago and so to hear it on the podcast was like it was kind of sad and in a new way yeah like i feel like i always knew that his wife wasn't in the picture whether it be like she was gone or just dead and and like but hearing glenn say it was like somehow so much more upsetting yeah i mean like i think i had known this for actually a period of months and then you know for for everybody to sort of experience this you know it was sad that's what i have to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i guess like hypothetically if i had known this it would still like i don't know there's something inherently sad about glenn having feelings because none of them like we've mentioned stressed before even none of them are good at emoting so absolutely not no one has emotions seeing a hint of emotion is very very overwhelming i can't relate anyway press f (laughs) (laughs) yeah can we get an f uh tweet at us f (laughs) f to pay respects for glenn's Glenn's dead wife (laughs) But God, those truths and dares were tailored for all of the dads. It was absolutely perfect. They were on point and like at least three months in the making. It was several months, like that Spready said. Yes. So. Not to not Solid. to praise Anthony too much, but that was right. Well, I mean but I, I do want to, you know, kind of volunteer this dark fact is that your parents will never admit to who the favorite is because not because they don't have one. But because they do, but it changes on an hour-by-hour basis. And usually it's whatever kid isn't, like, getting up to shit. Or it's like, your parents do have a favorite, but it's not you. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, definitely yeah. the I case for me. I would be really scared if my parents' favorite wasn't me, because I am an only child. <laughs> I mean, I, hate I don't to tell the you. rules, yeah. Hey, I'm Jamie, and my dad <laughs> fact is that my favorite kid is my Roomba. Honestly, mood. <laughs> I really wanted... Like, the way Henry was like, oh, Daryl, I know why you're not a bad dad. I really wanted Henry to be, like, so not hesitant about which kid was his favorite. Like, it's like, pick which kid's your favorite. 
And then he just goes, oh, Lark. And then just moves on. Like, I thought that would have been really good. But I did like the denial and them losing like $2.8 million or something. The denial was much more in character for Henry. And that would have been funny, but the denial was Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, but I I think... I think Glenn, you know, playing wingman, you know, putting his fingers in his ears because, you know, it's like the truth you know and the truth you admit. I mean, if you're not telling someone else, it's still just the truth you know. Exactly. And what's Scam going to do? Go and tell the twins? I mean, probably, but... Probably. Probably. But you know what would happen if Lark or Sparrow found out which kid was the favorite? He'd just be like, I'm the favorite. Favorite punch. Go. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Or they would just pretend to be the other one. Maybe Ooh, yeah, maybe he does yeah, love them bad. equally, but they just pick, hey, I'm going to be Lark because I'm getting up to shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. He loves them equally because he can't tell which is which yet. It's been t- 12 years and he still can't figure it out. So he just loves them both the same. Henry and his fungible kids. God, that ending cliffhanger, though. Yeah, that I was I was really happy. Like, I thought that that was just a bit about them describing it. And then it cut out to the music. And I'm like, wait, they committed to this? That's awesome. Uh, as evidenced by this entire podcast, we love when people commit to the bit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty funny when people do that. I really like Dukes of Hazard references for no reason. Is it really that good? I've never watched it. Okay, uh, all right. I've never. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about Dukes of Hazard. I only watch Dukes of Hazard when I'm wearing my Daisy Dukes, and my wife doesn't let me wear those around the house anymore, so I, I'm just not up on it. January seventh is kind of like a real punch in the taint because. God, how am I going to live? If they don't start off the next episode with like, man, it feels like we've been in the air here for three weeks. <laughs> oh, like, ooh, we saw you last decade. Ooh, no, that's not how they're going to start it. They're going to start out with a bad dad joke. Oh, or, okay, regular well, dad joke. Well, hindsight's 2020. Did, they end, did, did <sighs> they end with one? I, I think I, I'm not sure if I caught the very end. I don't think they ended with a, we'll see you next decade. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Nope, we just got the Dukes of Hazard going on. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, what were we going to talk about next? Oh, Henry asking to be Payton's bear. That was very good, and I feel like I really wanted Daryl to come in and be like, please, we all know who the bear is here. <laughs> that would have sent the fanfic community just in a tizzy. Like, they never would have recovered. Yeah, Veet, Veet would have shit her pants, but, I mean, it would have been great. <laughs> so... All around, there was actual plot in this episode, and I thought it was a little bit interesting how the daddies wanted to storm a dungeon. They wanted to go into the the pyramid, and Anthony's just like, no, you foiled all of my plans. (laughs) You need to go into my riddle dungeon. It was a long time coming, like a very long time coming. He needed this. Yeah, he deserves this one. Did he like break out like, I wonder if he like, you know, busted out a cigarette and was just like, oh yeah, that was good. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, just imagining what it was like in the room, like, I think he was, like, really pretty stoic and knew, knew with a, a certain menacing conviction what the daddies had to do. And that might have just intimidated the rest of the people who were in the room on that day to, like, pay attention. Be like, oh, maybe we should, like, get our asses in gear. Yeah, I will say that his menace does really come through in the audio recording. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm terrified. More like man ass. You know you're getting added for that in the Discord, right? I can't say anything anymore. This goddamn cancel culture. (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsor. 
attention. Have you or loved one been scammed? Are you a victim of a jape that has cost you or your loved one's dignity or honor? You may be entitled to no financial compensation. Scam likely is a devious trickster god who preys on people who say dumb ideas out loud. Exposure to scam likely can be traced to talking about how much money you and your friends just got, eating excess broccoli, discussing World War One strategies to prevent toxic gas attacks, or calling scam likely. Please don't wait. Call 1999-NO-TO-SCAM to get your free consultation from Legal Kobo's and Scam Information Packet. Scam victims call now. You may be entitled to no financial compensation. That's 1999-NO-TO-SCAM. Like the number. Mmm, <laughs> delectable. <laughs> It just sounds like you're pooping, man. <laughs> I'll never <laughs> tell. <laughs> uh, okay, so now uh, we are headed into our conspiracy corner. So how the fuck did Glenn get paid in Bitcoin and not know about it? Also, why does it make RAM so goddamn expensive to buy? I really... Sorry, 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 sorry. I won't, I won't, I'll like try not to do this every week. And I'm like really sorry that I keep doing this. But I just want to like pitch you a really important question that I had while listening to this episode, which was um, what if bouncy houses did have helium in them? Thoughts? <laughs> so here's the facts. Here's the facts. Here's what we know. Fact number one, they don't. And fact number two is they should. So, here's what I'm thinking. If you hate your fucking kid, <laughs> <laughs> which everyone Go does. Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> well, oh no. Okay, no. For real though, I think if bouncy houses had just like a little bit of helium in them, so they had like a gentle float, I think if a kid jumps hard enough, it would come back to the ground, you'd be fine. Also, tether it to the ground. Done. Can you imagine how fun a bouncy house would be if you were floating? Not you, the house. If you were just <laughs> yeah. like if you were just like a crisp five feet above ground, that's a lot of feet. Five that's very many feet. <laughs> but you're tethered to the ground. Think about it, and then you get like more bounce. If you like bounce really hard, you go down a few inches, and then when you land again. You know, you hear little kids, and when they're screaming and laughing and giggling and you have a hangover, like, you want to die. You're taking psychic damage right then and there. And imagine the helium leaking out and, like, making those screams almost ultrasonic. That is when you cut the ties. Fuck them kids. Go, they're going to space. <laughs> so this is just angry up. Yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah. This is, like, what if... Uh, angry old man from Up really hated that kid. And didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to hang out. Uh, I mean, that's all I really had to ask. I, I you know, I think uh, if you hate your kids, if you love your kids, whatever, you can put them in this floating bouncy castle. Give me five million dollars. That's a lot of I've money. I've signed the check. Yeah, I mean, well, helium's expensive, yo. It's not like they just put it in sacks of rubber and then hand it out to children. Yeah, it doesn't grow in tanks. What, money or helium? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's why I need $5 million. Just ask Elon Musk. He's just giving that shit away now. It's fine. I don't want... Yeah, yeah exactly. That's who is going to fund your idea. Well. <laughs> well. Maybe. 
Yeah, we have a second interview here. Uh, Beth is a member of the Patreon Discord, and she also has an NPC named after her. From time to time, Ron calls Beth May for advice. Super exciting. So, Beth, can you tell us, are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, good. We were worried. <laughs> like, typically people who like this podcast are not okay, as you can hear by us. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I think we're all as okay as we can be. And sometimes that is not very okay, but that's okay. Deep. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you want the internet to know? Um, okay, so my name is Beth May, and um, I'm a Capricorn, got a, got a birthday coming up. Um, my parents live in Arizona, so I'm going to visit them for sort of Christmas-ish that time. Um, I got a cat, and um, that's pretty much it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. What kind of cat do you have? I have a, a tortoise shell cat. Um, her name is Teddy. Oh, that's fantastic. So what brought you to the podcast? Um, I think a friend told me about it. And then it ended up, um, yeah, like a lot of, uh, like a few of my friends were like really about it and it was taking up a lot of their time. So I was like, oh, what if it took up my time too? And then I started enjoying it, became a big fan. Um, sometimes I feel like I spend like sort of like a few hours just like really, I don't know, really taking in the world of Dungeons and Daddies. Man, that sounds awesome. So why did you decide to submit Beth May to the like submission feed? Um, I don't know. I'm not too good with coming up with um stuff, so I like just put my name. That tra that tracks. That tracks. The best name I've put in is Huge Grant. So like you're doing better than me. <laughs> Huge Grant is wonderful and we can't wait for him to show up. He won't so how have you felt about Anthony's portrayal of you um, on the show? It's, it's you know, kind of with Aaron O'Neill, it's not really close to real life, but it kind of seems like he's trying to play it straight with you for some reason. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's sort of aspirational. Um, yeah, I think his portrayal of my name is just really like, uh, it's really great. Like, I would want to meet that person. Yeah, she sounds like a trip. Sounds like a wild good time. <laughs> and like she has her shit together, which is she just like wild. She sounds like she has her shit together and she sounds like she's like just really like working on things, moving up in the world. And that would be, I mean, that would, like I can only imagine. Um, uh, so what do you guys have uh, in common? Um, I believe the Beth May that Anthony plays also has a cat. And I believe that she also writes um, better than me, obviously. But um, I... Oh, and doesn't she write slam poetry, too? She does. Um, yeah, she must be She must be a killer, the way that Anthony portrays her. The reality is not so, but when you're being played by a DM in the fantasy world, anything is possible. And I'm just really, like excited about that i feel appreciative um yeah it's great to be the it's great to fantasize what beth may could be yeah and i mean us us millennials you know we gotta fantasize about a long rest sometimes huh <laughs> definitely <laughs> so have you had a favorite beth may moment oh gosh 
I think when when Ron first called Beth May, I think um, I could sense that Beth thought it was really funny. Like, not Beth that Anthony was playing, but Beth May that plays Ron thought it was really, really funny. And so um, I thought that was funny. So do you think that she'll keep popping in periodically into episodes? Um, I mean, me, I'd love that. And I, you know, I think... As a character, Beth May may not be interesting, but I know that she makes, like, Beth May on the podcast laugh a lot. And then I think that, um, you know, Beth May as a character, she has such wonderful, amazing ideas. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really nice to think about what she could offer the podcast in the future. And and do you think that she'll have a, like, positive impact on your real-life career with people just getting to know the brand Beth May? I mean, I'm approached on the street literally daily by people who see that I'm wearing my Hi, I'm Beth May sweatshirt. (laughs) And they're like, whoa, that's so weird because like I listen to a podcast where there's like a DM playing this character that's named after somebody who's in the podcast. And I'm like, that's so wild. I listen to that podcast. So it's like, I don't know, these worlds kind of coalesce in this way that feels really positive and communal and familial. And I think what this podcast is really about is family. Yeah, as dysfunctional as they may be. I think that truly rings true. But I will say the vampire facts are also just as good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Beth Beth May, uh, as portrayed by Anthony, has some amazing, amazing vampire facts that the world has not yet heard. So excited to see if those guns come out again fangs rather hey (laughs) so are you mad about getting cut out of the latest episode um no i you know it's like it still felt like i was there somehow i think just like i don't know the energy or something in the room it just still felt like there was a beth may presence on the podcast yeah it seems like the guys really like to play off of beth may yeah the vibes uh really radiate beth may and i i think that comes through in weirdly every episode so like i don't i don't know what that means for like you as a person um but yeah no i mean i would definitely love to be like a part of that or whatever just the good vibes and stuff like that so um yeah i mean i don't know i think in terms of good vibes like at the top of the list is like npc beth may and then there's beth may on the podcast and then there's me so it's like you know, someday, maybe I can get to that level of Beth May is played by Anthony Birch. That's my dream right now. That's that's just so heartening to hear. Um, like, that's just really great. But do you have anything to pimp for us? Like, anything that we can promote or? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Kelly, Kelly, thank Beth for her time. <laughs> Yes. So thank you so, so, so much, Beth. We really appreciate you spending like an insane amount of time with us tonight. No, of course. You guys are really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. I want to turn that last one into my ringtone. Yo, Yo, we crying. Hey, everybody. We are fans of the podcast right now, so uh, no plugs this week. Sorry. And we really just want to thank Beth so much for taking time out of her night uh, and hanging out with us. Um, We really look forward to talking to her more in the Discord and just getting her opinions on Beth as an NPC. 
Well, guys, I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out, but thank you for listening, and have a pleasant evening. This podcast was created and produced by a bottomless group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Agnity. Consulting producer is Veet Vujigig. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to catch the next episode, search for and subscribe to the Talking Sons podcast, wherever fine podcasts are rented. If that doesn't work, follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the at Talking Sons handle, or just go over to TalkingSons.com to snag the next episode two weeks from today. Next episode should drop on December 30th. And if you would like to join us for our annual holiday party, follow Nikki's Twitter. I'm not going to give you the Twitter handle because Nikki lost all the booze that we bought for the party, and now we're all hate-drinking dry vermouth. If you would like to participate in this fan cast, please consider answering our riddles three. Air this side of the mic you'll see. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 23? No.